This is the PlayFootball.com podcast, and I'm Jeff Fisher of High School Football America. All right, heading to Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, what a week it was uh, a couple of weeks ago. Three former NFL quarterbacks playing for Tennessee High School Football Championships. One of them that was won was by Ingle Martin, the head coach at Christ Presbyterian Academy, better known as CPA. And Coach Martin's on the line right now to uh, talk about what's been uh, was it was a fun year, but you've had a great run there since taking over at uh, 2011 championship number three. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you, Jeff, for having having me on this morning, man. Yeah, well, let's let's talk a little bit about it, and we're not just going to talk about this championship. I always like to to figure out what everybody did to lay that foundation. Like I said, you took it over in 2011. Obviously, you played at the highest level of the game, but high school's a little different, even though you played it back when you were a teenager. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that you did back in 2011 that kind of set the foundation that's given you guys this great run over the basic part of a decade. Well, I, I think the uh, the biggest thing is is just trying to um, emphasize what makes high school football special, and that's um, that's just building and maintaining relationships uh, with these kids from you know 15 to 18 years old. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are trying to figure out who they are. They're trying to figure out you know their place in the world, and uh, you know, at our school, we really feel like. Uh, athletics and and really any extracurricular activity in general is is a great place for for kids to start um learning how to succeed learning how to fail uh learning how to be accountable uh, learning how to sacrifice for for a for a group bigger than themselves you know i think uh especially in in 2020 this year um you know with everything that that's taken place and in the quarantines and the isolations and uh all of that trauma really uh that that occurred to these kids uh, I think we're really finding out how important um, it is for these, you know, for these kids that are developing as people to be around a group uh, and to be a part of a cause bigger than themselves. But, uh, but that's really what our focus was in, in 2011 was trying to trying to build a program uh, where relationships were were really the foundation and uh, and the the main uh, purpose for what we're doing. Um, you know, we get to use football as that vehicle to kind of teach kids how to how to live life on life's terms you know um i think athletics when they're done well teach kids um you know all of those things that 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 they'll be able to carry on to hopefully be um you know for us we always talk about the the boys turning into great husbands and great fathers um Mm -hmm. people who know how to fight for their family fight for their faith um kids that know how to uh to be men of integrity um, and all of those things are so huge to to raising up a, a group of people that are going to lead our country in the future. And and if you ask anybody, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people feel like uh, high school football is one of the places where they got that, where they got um, a taste of adversity, where they got a piece of, oh my gosh, you know, this is this is what it's like to to commit to something and and to see it through. And so uh, that's really what what we tried to do in 2011. And and we've been blessed with. Uh, some really great players, you know, we've had high school All-Americans and um, we've had uh, kids sign Division One, all that kind of stuff. But I think the, the biggest thing that our program has been built on is, is just normal kids who, who love playing for each other, who love playing with each other. Um, you know, these are these are boys that, that have a lot of them have grown up together through elementary school and middle school. And so it's uh, it's just been a joy to, to be a part of it. 
Yeah, no doubt. And a great run for you guys. Ingle Martin on the line. Uh, CPA uh, winning the uh, Tennessee Division II AA Championship this past year. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about uh, the guy you beat, a fellow uh, quarterback there and Trent Dilfer. But um, I, I'd like to stick a little bit with um, COVID this year and, and not dive into all the, the good, the bad, and the ugly about it. But what I want to ask you about is what kind of surprised you when it came to the kids this year? It didn't surprise me that coaches across America America have been able to do a great job of keeping the kids safe, which is, of course, the main thing. But, you know, these are teenagers. You know, we've all, we were all teenagers, stupid teenagers back in the day, right? And, and sometimes, uh, you know, maybe I didn't do the smartest thing. But I'm just curious about these kids. You, you talked eloquently about them. What, what was the thing that surprised you the most? Because I'm sure you had some preconceived notions heading into the season with all the extra things that were going to be layered upon the football program because of the coronavirus. Well, uh, really two things. The first thing was I, I really wasn't anticipating um, what happened in, in March, April, May. Um, I, I wasn't anticipating that being so, um, and, and I use the word trauma, but, but really traumatic. And mm-hmm. uh, some people might think that that's overblowing it. Um, but, you know, we, we, uh, we talked to our kids um, in the summer and, and tried to check in with them and, um it was, it was rather alarming how many of these kids, um, really struggled mentally, um, Mm -hmm. depression, anxiety, uh, even, even self-harm, you know, talked about that. And, um, and just, I don't think that we were built to sit in isolation, you know, um, you know, obviously our school is a Christian school and, and for us, um, you know, I think we were all built and created for relationship. And so, uh, that that was something that I, I wasn't really prepared for when we got back in the summer was just how much these kids had been through um, sitting in their rooms by themselves, you know. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, on the flip side of that, uh, you know, the second thing that, that really surprised me, I guess, was, was their resiliency um, in the middle of this. You know, the kids kept showing up. Uh, we had to keep changing kind of our protocols for how to practice. We ended up practicing in masks every single day. Uh, because of contact tracing and all of the, the, the worries that, that go into that. And, uh, and these kids never blink, you know, they, they just kept going. And, and I think it's, it's a true testament to just the resiliency of, of kids in general. Um, and, you know, for us, uh, we were very thankful and, and grateful to our governor here in Tennessee and, and our, um, Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association, which, which really did an amazing job of allowing us to have our season. Um, and so w- when you combine uh, adults trying to do everything they can for kids and then these kids just wanting to really play, and, and most of the schools in Tennessee got to play, and, and you know, obviously we, we feel very fortunate that we were able to play in the last game and win it, but uh, for the large majority in Tennessee, every kid that, that wanted to play football uh, got to play football and got to have, you know, that senior year, that yeah. junior year, you know, um, college football is, is giving all these people extra years. High school is not. And so you've got a group of kids that, um, lost their entire spring season last year. And, uh, and now, um, we, we at least got the fall in and, and, you know, obviously numbers are spiking all over the country and, um, you know, they're kind of pausing some of the stuff here in Tennessee, but just, just a, a group of kids that I think really got perspective on, on what's important in life and, and learn to appreciate the little things, you know, learn to appreciate just being able to be around their friends and be at practice. And, and, you know, everyone uh, asked about how, how we did it. Um, 
really, it, you know, every pregame speech it got old, but uh, <laughs> it was just a, a, a just a moment to, to be grateful. You know, that's what I told the boys before every game. Just just be grateful that you get to go out there and play, and uh, and, and go out there and enjoy it and do it with each other for each other. Um, because, you know, soon enough they're going to be adults. They're going to be having to, to go interview and get jobs and, uh, you know, get thrown into the real world. And, and I think it's pretty pretty important for those kids to, to simply do that, just be children, you know, yeah. be kids and enjoy enjoy playing a game and enjoy messing around and goofing around. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I just think that the, the two sides of that coin really surprised me, I guess, this year. Yeah, every game was a blessing, no doubt about that. Uh, Engel Martin on the line, hey coach at CPA. Uh, coach, you mentioned uh, earlier in that soundbite there about you know faith based education and, and school there, and, and obviously faith was tested there. Tell me a little bit uh, about your role as the head football coach, but also a guy you know with a with a message there when you come to CPA. How do you how do you blend football and faith together? Well, we really uh, have tried to follow um, uh, another former NFL player who's done amazing work. And if you haven't had him on the show, um, but Joe Ehrman, who was uh, all pro uh, for the Baltimore Colts, you know, he started um, a a movement, um, you know, really in in the 2001 season, there's a book called season of life that that, uh, this author, Jeffrey Marks wrote that followed around Joe. And if anybody's out there listening and wants to, wants to start, thinking about how to impact their kids maybe in a little bit deeper way. Uh, it's an amazing book, uh, and, it, and it follows this group through uh, their, their high school football season. And so we have uh, really since 2011 um, tried to, tried to uh, emulate what Joe built um, there in Baltimore. Um, and so for us, uh, you know, that's been, the, the, I guess, the, the, uh, the framework that we've tried to build around and, and it really comes down to, to two things and that's your goal and your purpose. Um, and the, the inside out initiative has now spread the NFL's backing it. Um, and there's a lot of participants all over the country, which is amazing, but, but it's really balancing those two things. You know, uh, the goal for every high school football team in the, in the country, uh, is to win the last game, you know, um, that's the goal, you know, And, and there's nothing wrong with, with uh, trying to win and trying to be successful. But uh, for us, the purpose is a lot more important. Um, and that purpose is, is what I mentioned earlier, is, is educating uh, these boys um, and teaching them about, uh, about life and about um, manhood and trying to help them uh, really see who, who God has created them to be. And, and I promise you, it's not a football player, but it's, <laughs> it's a husband, it's a father, it's a leader of men. Um, it's somebody that can go and make a positive impact on their community. And so uh, that's our purpose. And then the hard part about the goal and the purpose is balancing those two. And, and really, when it's out of balance, uh, the purpose always has to win. And, and we talk about it with parents, just what that looks like. But, but that looks like if, if your son got dinged and, and might have a concussion, you know, his future is a lot more important than our next 12 minutes uh, in the fourth quarter to win a football game or mm-hmm. you know if there's a, a moment where a kid has to be sat out because of some discipline issue he's not going to get a pass because he's the star player um, and, and those things are are hard because when you're trying to win and you're trying to keep a job and and I'm not foolish I, I know that if, if if we're not successful uh, it's hard to for our school to keep me employed you know um, mm-hmm. that's that's a that is a struggle but uh, really we want to teach those boys 
um, how to struggle well, how to, how to fight the good fight, so to speak, um, and fight for things that are important and things that matter. And so the goal and the purpose, you know, is, is really how we try to frame that. And that's all, uh, kind of from Joe Ehrman and his language. Um, you know, he's got another, another book. If someone wants to dive even deeper called inside out coaching, that that's what that inside out initiative has been based on that the NFL's backed. And, yep. and there's just a lot there, but, but, uh, the, the hard part for, for a lot of people is, is it's not really a formula. It's not a three plus three equals six. It's, um, it's really asking each coach to go back and look at their own story and, and try to see what makes them, uh, who they are, you know, why, why do they coach the way that they coach? What does it feel to be, what does it feel like to be coached by me? And, and really, um, Joe's challenging, um, and he's been challenging, uh, the coaches of our country and in, in every sport, obviously football is the one that gets a lot of the headlines all over the place, but, um, just challenging these guys and these, these men and these women to, to, to look at their own story, because if you don't look at your own story, then you're going to, you're going to wound and you're going to harm and you're going to vomit, so to speak, all over the kids that you coach when these pressure situations come out, you know, and, and really we have uh, a society, um, you know, even that, that incident that happened a couple of weeks ago where the coach is screaming at a kid and being physically violent to a seven or eight year old because of something that they didn't do on the football field. And, mm-hmm. and that's just, uh, completely insane to me. And so, uh, trying to build a, a culture where sports, um, helps transform kids into the best version of themselves, not a win at all cost society, which, um, you know, doesn't matter what you do as long as you win is kind of how a lot of us were raised, you know, and, uh, and hopefully we're turning the tide on that, um, here in, in America. Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about your high school career here in a second, but what I wanted to kind of talk about, it goes into that because you played at the highest level of the game, right? Uh, an NFL quarterback, it doesn't get much higher than that, right? So now when in 2011 comes, the career's done, right? The, all the glory's done, uh, at least as a player is concerned. Now you've got to go and, and coach these teenage boys, and I'm sure you're going to have a good comment on this because my question to you would be, you know, how do you balance um, – not only the physical talent to play at the level you played at, you you have all that knowledge. Now, how do you kind of, lack of a better term, I guess, dumb it down to become a high school coach? That that had to be maybe difficult, maybe not. I don't know. I, I'm just curious for your take on that. Well, um, you know, th- there's uh, uh, probably the greatest coach that's ever lived is John Wooden, and, and there's a saying that, that he has, which is, it's not what we know as coaches that matters, but what our players know. And so... Um, as a coach, you really have to think about that. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how smart you are, uh, how many games you've won, whatever, um, you know, what your experiences are. If your players don't know it and they can't execute it, then really it doesn't matter what you know or who you are, et cetera. And so um, we really have tried for, you know, for 10 years now to uh, to, to think of our players first, you know, um, we talk about, uh, you know, just as coaches that, that Monday through Thursday, and I tell the kids this every year, Monday through Thursday is for us, is for the adults, you know, like <laughs> that is our four days to, to, to try to get what we need to done. But Friday is for you guys. And, and we want you guys to go out and play, to play free and to play love, knowing that your coaches love you and your, your parents love you. And really your identity is not in your performance, but but in, you know, the quality of those relationships that you have. And, and so, uh, for us, those kids coming out on a Friday night and just playing full speed, playing free, uh, is what our, our 
kind of aim is. And so, um, you know, it's a, uh, it's definitely a, a, a situation where, um, you know, there, there are really good coaches in high school football that, you know, didn't even play college football. So, uh, you know, your playing experience isn't really, um, indicative of, you know, what level of coaching you're going to be able to get to. Um, it's really more relating to the kids and being able to see, uh, you know, how to get, um, you know, what you think you want executed, um, done. And that's what, you know, that's, what's amazing. Um, just even in college football, watching, uh, how good people are on defense and still how many points people are scoring. Um, it's, it's, it's (laughs) remarkable that those guys are, are that good. Um, and you know, even the, the professional ranks, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And so, um, you know, that, that's all it is, you know, uh, you know, that there's, there's, um, a lot of really good coaches on our staff that do an, an amazing job of communicating clearly, uh, the expectation, um, and just remembering that, that, you know, these kids don't really have, um, a huge background on football, you know, a lot of them, you know, they might've been playing since they were fourth grade or whatever, but uh, there's not a whole lot of carryover year to year. You know, you've got to assume that these kids have forgotten everything that they know mm-hmm. and, and just really started start that ground level of, of fundamental football. Talking with Ingle Martin, another uh, CPA state championship in Tennessee this year. I mentioned your your high school career, which was a good one at Montgomery Bell. Uh, there are only uh, 25 teams at a time that get into the USA uh, Super 25 national rankings, and you guys happen to get there. And I, I'm not going to have ask you the question about uh, all those games and all those wins you had, which there were quite a few of those, but I was going to ask you about the uh, impression that your high school coach made on you, not only as a player, but... Uh, uh, are, are there times now when you uh, you've got the whistle there and you're the the head man at CPA and and, and he uh, his voice comes into your head at all? Tell me a little bit about the relationship uh, that you had with your high school coach and and how he uh, helped you and 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 maybe made you ready for what you're doing nowadays. Well, yeah, my my high school coach uh, is a guy named Ricky Bowers, uh, really successful um, football coach and basketball coach. He actually coached us in basketball also. And, uh, you know, um, just, uh, I guess yesterday, um, Vanderbilt hired a new head coach who was actually a teammate of mine, Clark Lee, who was Notre Dame's defensive coordinator. And, and they asked Clark about important people in his coaching career. And, and that was the first guy that he mentioned. And, and I think, um, you know, as a high school coach, you really have that, you have that platform, you have that ability to positively impact, um, the boys that you're coaching, whether it's guys that continue coaching or guys that get into business and, and, you know, law school, you name it. And, um, and I think, uh, coach Bowers, uh, really did an amazing job of getting the most out of each one of us. And, and that's something that, that really we, we aim to do, um, is making sure that whatever our, uh, peak is physically, emotionally, mentally, you name it, um, that we get the most out of what these kids have to offer. Um, and I think we've been blessed with some really great coaches that get the most out of them in the weight room. They get the most out of them on the practice field. And, and then on Friday nights, um, get the most out of them. And, and that's really something that, that stuck with me. You know, I was fortunate enough when I got done playing, uh, he offered me a job, um, at the school he was coaching at. And, and I got to spend a year there coaching football and basketball with him. And so I got to see him in a, in a completely different light. Um, and, and really, uh, you know, he was the person that, that I leaned on, um, when I was making that, that career change. And, uh, he's somebody that, that had, had a huge impact, um, 
all my life and uh, definitely uh, is, a, is a great football and basketball coach um, for a lot of guys to, to look up to. Talking with Engel Martin, uh, CPA, winning uh, another state championship under him, uh, and uh, mentioned it at the top, uh, maybe a first. I wrote the story on uh, playfootball.com. Uh, I did a lot of research, couldn't find where a couple of former NFLers were playing for a high school championship as head coaches. You went head-to-head with Trent Dilfer. You won, so that puts a smile on your face, obviously. Just curious, did, did you guys have a chance to talk before or afterwards about kind of, uh, I don't know how big of a historic moment it is, but at some level, it's history that uh, a couple of uh, QBs from the NFL were playing for a high school uh, championship. Yeah, well, you know, uh, they're actually uh, in our league. Um, So uh, we've gotten to play them. You know, this is his second year. We got to play them twice last year, once in the regular season, once in the playoffs, and and twice this year. Um, And, uh, you know, he's definitely done um, a really good job of, uh, of increasing um, just the the school's capacity uh, to 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 be successful, you know, and mm-hmm. he's somebody that obviously uh, has has been around uh, amateur football with with all the quarterback camps that uh, that he's been running for the last however many years, and um, you know he he's a guy that that brings a lot of uh, energy and a lot of passion uh, for the game, and and you know to to talk about people who have been to the highest level, you know, uh, there's not. There's not, but I don't even know how many Super Bowls there have been, 50 Super Bowls or whatever, yep. 51. Um, so, you know, he, he's in a pretty elite club of, of Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks. And so uh, it's definitely been exciting, I think, for uh, for our community. But, but really it's amazing um, just Nashville in general, you know, being someone that's from here, seeing how many guys that used to play are moving here. Um, you know, I think the city is, is – doing an amazing job of making it attractive for people to to move and you know obviously Trent and his family thought that thought that it was a good place his daughter is is at a local college uh here or is going to be going to a local college here to play volleyball and so um you know it's just a it's a great place to to be from and and I think it's it's neat that that so many guys that played um are are trying to take the time to give back and and to really um you know help uh you know football uh increase in, in awareness and and even just gameplay um i think the state of tennessee gets uh not enough recognition um for having really good coaching staffs and really good players um but uh but we certainly i think uh you know the last couple of years have have seen that ratchet up and we actually have another guy that that was in camp with the jets um bill whittemore who played at kansas who is uh, one of Kansas's record-setting quarterbacks back in the early 2000s. He's in our league, uh, and now Jonathan Quinn, um, you know, he's joining our league next year. So, so pretty, uh, pretty uh, well-represented group of former uh, NFL players. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Engel Martin on the line. Going to wrap up with one question. You you mentioned uh, about you know uh, the seniors that lost the, the the spring season and all that. Thank goodness that they got to, to play this season. But I'm um, I'm just curious uh, because one of the beauty beautiful things about high school football is it changes every year, right? It you got kids coming, you got kids going. You you, you got I don't know how how many seniors you had there, but I was just curious what the message uh, was after to the championship or if you guys have had a banquet yet or if you're going to have a maybe a virtual banquet but what's the what's the message to the kids not so much the, the kids that are going to go on and play at the next level but the kids that are done probably with the sport what what were some of the the words of wisdom you gave the kids about the the beauty of this game and and what lies ahead of them which is called life yeah you know um and we've been we've been fortunate 
uh, to play in that last game uh, six times in our 10 years. And, um, you know, we've won half of them and lost half of them. And, and I hope um, even on the other years that the message is, is consistent. And, and that message is really um, in, in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, and I'm a, I'm a football guy, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I've been playing football my whole life, been a part of it my whole life. Uh, I, I tell the boys, I can't tell you the last 10 Super Bowl winners without really thinking about it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest game, the biggest stage, you name it. Um, and so for y'all, when you get done with this game and you drive two hours in any direction, nobody cares that CPA won or that CPA lost, you know, um, and it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just the truth. You know, um, this is really not that big a deal, but everything that you learn putting in this year to being a part of something bigger than yourself, to the preparation, to the commitment, to the waking up in the summers when all your buddies are sleeping in, that's the stuff that I hope carries with you. And, um, and that's what I told them. I said, you know, I, I, I love football and I think it's the greatest game because it teaches, uh, young men how to fight. Um, and I mentioned it earlier, but but we need men that will fight for their families, that will fight for their faith, that will fight for um, their country, that will fight for things that, that are important to them. Um, and, and I think football does uh, the best job of any sport of teaching you that because not one kid, not one person has ever played the game and not gotten knocked down, has not gotten beat on a play. And so it teaches you how to get through adversity. It teaches you how to prepare. It teaches you so many important things. And so that is the, the message every year that we want them to leave with, which is don't take yourself too serious. You know, um, it's really awesome to go commit to something that's, that's, like a football team or a business or whatever it is, but don't let that be your identity. Let, let your family, um, let what kind of father you are, what kind of husband you are, what kind of brother, what kind of son you are be what, what drives you, you know? And, uh, and I think that's, uh, hopefully what, what these kids remember after they've, they've gotten done playing for us. Great advice. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you taking the, the time to spend with us and, and shed a little bit of light uh, on, on your philosophy and what you've done there at CPA. That's former NFL quarterback Ingle Martin. Congratulations on an outstanding 2020 that ended in the Tennessee High School Football Championship in December. Hey, coaches, don't forget to check out playfootball.com for some great resources to help you improve in the coaching profession. I'm Jeff Fisher of High School Football America, and you've been listening to the playfootball.com podcast.